Hey, this is Ben McIntosh with the Saskatchewan Rush, and you're listening to Outside the Box Podcast. We're flying high with the wings and talking all things lacrosse. You're now listening to the Outside the Box Podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. What's going on, everybody? We are back for a second episode this week. That's what happens when we have our own individual feed. Welcome back to episode number 79. You know what we should just start doing? Oh, by the way, yo, dudes, what's up? Um, you know what we should start doing is just doing a show every day. I mean, make it a daily lacrosse show. What do you guys want to hear? That'd be bonkers. I mean, I don't think we have enough stuff to talk yeah. about personally. But, I mean, dude, huge episode here. Welcome back to episode 79. 79? That's... 21 away, dude. Of the so Outside when? the Box er, podcast. No. 79, 20, 21. minus 100. 21. 21. 21 away. Yep, that's where we're at till 100, dude. That's right wild. here on Underground Sports Philadelphia, coming to you from Underground Studios. Myself, Kyle Bennett, and OTB Herm. We just had a lot to talk about when it came to the PLL expansion, so we made it its own episode. And now we continue our NLL preview series, kicking it back to the Western Conference, as we've started this uh, series off with, going to the Saskatchewan Rush. We know we have a lot of Rush listeners, followers, and all that good stuff. So uh, Thank you, my friends. Shout out to them, and we are going to be joined later on by Philly guy, because he went to Drexel. Drexel. Lives in Philly now. I'm wearing a Drexel hat. Ben McIntosh. Ben McIntosh. What a guy. Great human. Absolute beaut. Love to have him on the show. But uh, he's going to take this Saskatchewan Rush team to the next level this season, I guess. And um, you love to see it. I mean, they got he's a entering, lot in store. Entering his sixth season with the Rush and uh, something comfortable gonna out there. Going to be really interesting to see what he has to say after the Rush. Kind of had a, you know, compared to previous seasons, a down year. They didn't get to the championship game for the first time in four years. Yep. And, Struggled uh, on the road. We're pretty bad on the road. Under 500. And uh, we're going to break them down. So, Herm, looking at this team, they lost in the first round of the playoffs to the Colorado Mammoth, probably because I said they would. Um, you know, I'm just going to interject right here, right now, right, right, right now. You guys need to understand in Saskatchewan, the way to win more lacrosse games is to get new uniforms. Just burn the ones that you have now, redesign them, and come back to me later. I hard disagree. I love the Rush uniforms. I'm not a fan. You guys should just know that right especially, off the bat. Especially the black uniforms. Big fan. If you want to wear those all season, kind of like Buffalo wore their throwbacks all last season, please feel free. I love the black Rush uniforms. Big there, fan. There was one Rush uniform I really liked last year. It was, it was one of the charity ones that they've 
they rocked, if I remember correctly. It's probably the blackout one. It probably was the blackout one. So I think we're on the same page there, dude. Which is hilarious because you're not a blackout jersey guy. I'm really not. You know, that's why I'm a big fan of the Vancouver Warriors white uniforms. They look great. I think they're awesome. They're crisp. They're icy. You're a big fan of the Wings white uniforms. The Wings white uniforms are flames, especially those throwback ones. Oh, yeah. I hope we get the red throwbacks this year, though. Like the throw throwbacks to like. 19 like 80s wings that would be tough but um we're here to we're talk not, about the rush talking about the wings we're here to talk about the rush baby so herm last year they Duh. finished they finished 2019 with an 11 and 7 record lost in the first round of the playoffs like i said they went seven and two at home four and five on the road that was kind of their undoing they lost to colorado in the first round of the playoffs did not get to the championship for the first time in five seasons ben mcintosh our guest had been to the championship game in every year he had been in the league up until last year. That's one hell of a way to do it, you know. If you're if you're a degenerate like myself, you are placing bets on any team that Ben McIntosh is on at that point <laughs> because uh, that's that was batting. He was batting a thousand up until last year. Bonuses for this rush team, though, they only lost one player in the expansion draft. Curtis Knight never because hurts. they uh, they traded back for Jeff Cornwall, so they did not lose him in expansion. Um, so that's a big bonus where they only lose one guy. And if I remember correctly, the the Rush were the team that were most excited to get into expansion. I mean, they were making moves left and right, trading, dealing, doing whatever they had to do to get the right lineup here and bolster it up. It a was bit. them and, and Rochester doing yep. the most. So they were doing the um, most. And but, but back to the Rush, they still have the core. You know, Kyle Rubish still around, Mike Messenger, Jeff Cornwall coming back this year, did not play for them last year. As you pronounce Rubish, it reminds me, I have to call you out really quick. One of our loyal listeners, not not going to name names, can't do it to you, just to be rude. You recently pronounced Kyle Devitt's name wrong. It is Devitt. Interesting. It is not Davidi. And I just wanted to put it on the record. Fair enough. Sorry to Kyle. Uh, but back to the All rush. Right. Glad we got that out of the Kyle way. Kyle Rubish, Jeff Cornwall's back, Mike Messenger, uh, Robert Church, Travis Cornwall, brothers, uh, Ryan Keenan, the goalie pipeline that this team has between, you know, Kirk, Shoot, and they drafted a goalie. Um, Mark Matthews, obviously, the superstar, big-name player on this team. He's ben, quite talented, yeah. Ben McIntosh, Jeremy Thompson, Jeff Shatler. Uh, this team is still loaded. Yeah, they're ready to get after it, man. I mean, this is a team who... I mean, I think that, you know, in most sports, you don't really get to pay enough attention necessarily or understand rosters that really aren't near you, like East Coast versus West Coast. So I think that the Rush has always been a roster that I don't quite completely understand. They uh, they work well together. They obviously have a team dynamic that I don't necessarily always see, <laughs> but... They're, they're going to be good this year, dude. I think that the Rush are bummed about the seasons they had last year. I think that it's full of guys who have been to multiple championships now, and they're going to be ready to get right back after it because, I mean, it's just another year in the NLL, and the Rush are always going to be a team that you can't overlook. And so Saskatchewan's going to be popping, not only on the floor, but just their barn in general. I mean, that place apparently is the most electric site in and the NLL, and uh, I'm excited to get out there and really let their fans take me on an experience. Plus, they still have Brett Mitzke, one of their uh, assistant captains, yep, and the captain, Chris Corbeil. Yeah, Chris Corbeil. I mean, obviously been in the league for a little bit of time now, but, I mean, he completely gets after it every week, and he's, he's that veteran 
uh, presence that you like in the locker room. I mean, he's a locker room guy here. That's that's what I've caught around the grapevine, and that's the type of stuff that you want. I mean, a guy that's going to bring the team together, especially when your team's only meeting for weekend games. You're not you're not together all week. You're not bonding. You're not really traveling all that much together. And so a guy like Chris, I mean, if he can bring these guys together to put together probably the best rush roster that they've had since the last championship, it's what you want, eh? Yeah, so looking at this rush team, they got completely bamboozled by our pals uh, at Mohegan last year to kick off the season. Don't you remember that we all? 11, I think we all took Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. That kind like, of, I think we took Saskatchewan big too. Yeah, that was a clean sweep. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, and they lost 12 to 11, uh, and then they went on a three game win streak, beating San Diego, Vancouver, and what is now the Halifax Thunderbirds. Mm-hmm. And then they went on a three game losing streak to pretty much nullify that winning streak. So they mm-hmm. were four and three uh, through seven weeks, and then they went on a three-game winning streak, and then they lost two in a row. And then It they, sounds streaky to me, man. And then they went on a four-game winning streak, lost to Calgary on April 20th, and then finished up against Colorado in the regular season with a win. This team went streaking a ton last <laughs> which, year. Which movie is that where uh, Will Ferrell goes streaking? It's um they the he and his buddies buy the frat oh oh uh, old school uh, when when he and his buddies buy the frat oh that's a great great movie little side tangent here but yeah they went streaking dude I mean you you're not gonna be the most successful team if you can only find success every third week you know and if it carries for three weeks sure you'll get some W's but you won't be the most consistent team which consistency is what wins the race I mean you got you got to put together the long streaks as opposed to these quick little two three game winners yeah so this team was completely streaky last year and uh i think a lot of it had to do with their championship core i think they were hung over not even that i think they were you know they talk about championship hangovers for teams where they win it's a long season they come back and you know there's a little bit right, of inconsistency for a whole extra month um you know I think it was a lot to do with the championship core getting broken up a bit in expansion. You know, there sure. was an expansion for a while in the NLL, and then two teams come in, boom, blew up a lot of rosters. And, and we, we saw, saw a lot, lot of them teams stay in Diego. the West and go to San Diego. So um, I think that played a huge part in why Saskatchewan kind of struggled. They lost a lot of their glue guys, and they were trying to just figure things out. And while it was successful at home, when they hit the road – it was a different story. Yeah, it's almost like they were just traveling there just to get through the game, not really finish it out. And, you know, I mean, that's tough. That's where you got to get guys like the locker room guys in there just to, like, hype the guys up for these away games. But, I mean, I think that they're another year older, another year more mature, and I think that the Rush are going to be pretty good in the West this year. I'm not going to say that they're going to be winning it because I still think that Calgary is going to be on this high that they were coming off their championship, and I still think that they are the most talented team out there. However, I think Saskatchewan is going to be great. I think they're going to put up a good fight with every team in the league. I think that they're going to pull out a winning season, and they're going to score a ton of freaking goals because they have so much damn talent up front. Yeah, this team is still insanely loaded, and the West, we, we say it every week, was not touched by you know the realignment and everything but this western conference is going to be a bloodbath it really will and i mean talking to a lot of executives and people that we talk to around the league a lot of them were focusing on the differences between the uh new eastern conference uh rosters and what are they calling it the north yeah the north so there's the north and the east the west is 
the West is just as competitive, man. I think that we saw way too many people talking about what's happening over here and not enough talking about what's happening on the West. There's still moves being made out there. These teams are still finding their own, and they're absolutely getting after it. So I think it'll be really cool to see what they can pull off here because, I mean, if we get a little bit of a bloodbath out West, it just makes for an interest, more interesting playoffs. Plus, they've signed you know their draft picks. Tanner Thompson signed. So that's going to be a huge addition coming out of Marquette. Uh, you know they signed Connor Robinson back, so yep, he's back, back again. on a one-year deal. Uh, and then they signed Holden Garland as well, right. uh, their other first-round pick because they had two first-rounders, which will be interesting because I mean, obviously, being one of the best polls in college lacrosse last year, you, you can expect that he's going to be great at defense. But I mean, you put a shorty in his hand and hopefully he can produce the same way that he was on the field. And so. then this week they also traded Nick Billick to. Vancouver for a draft pick so right you know they subtracted there but uh this Saskatchewan team I'm not a hundred percent sure how I feel on them yet I think they're going to be better than they were last year because I think I, they'll be more consistent on the road I think that was my issue with Saskatchewan all of last year is that they were, they just couldn't find the consistency so they were just this floater in my mind of a team that I really couldn't so like when we make our weekly picks I really couldn't figure out how I wanted to make my pick with them because it would be three wins and I'd be like okay they're hot I want to take them I'm putting all my freaking money down on the money line and letting them run with it but then they would come out and take a fart against a team like New England Black Wolves who we really didn't expect to be as good as they were last year but still came out and would beat them so I mean it really threw me through a little bit of a loop there but I think that we see a bit more consistency out of them this year I still think they drop a couple games that they don't expect to but that's normal I mean that happens there's traveling there's jet lag shit like that that they really can't control so I mean like will they be successful yes will they be as successful as they want to be I don't I don't see it this season Two things uh, that we didn't get a chance to do because I'm pretty sure the NLL website was not updated. There was a, an issue applying the filter to the 2020 season. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we go through this rush schedule, let's kick it to our interview with Ben McIntosh. Sit tight. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we continue our NLL season preview series with the one and only Ben McIntosh from your Saskatchewan Rush. Ben, what's going on, man? Good to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, So let's get started a little bit with the PLL because today as we record this on Wednesday, uh, expansion was announced. What are your your initial thoughts on uh, the PLL expanding to add a seventh team? Yeah, I mean, I I think it's great for the league. Uh, It it was a really fun, fun year playing – Playing in the PLL, and, and there's so many good players out there that I, I think adding a seventh team is going to be great for the league. It's going to be awesome, and you know, uh, I think it adds that much more dimension as your archers have the, the number one overall pick. It's going to change a lot of things now that an expansion draft's going to take place and uh, more talent's just going to be added to this league. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It's great. And uh, you're back in Philadelphia now, so welcome home, uh, yeah. Drexel yeah. alum. What's it been like, you know, being back, uh, being back east and being in Philly? <laughs> it's good, man. I mean, I, I I love it out here. Everything, the commutes to, especially for the PLL, were a lot shorter. That's always nice. Um, but no, it, it's been really good. It's been a great move. It's great to have you back in the city of brotherly love. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that. You know, your your Saskatchewan rush last year, kind of an up and down season. 
um, you know, some additions through the draft and uh, moves in, in free agency and trades. What are you most looking forward to uh, getting after it in 2019-2020 with this team? Yeah, I I think just, again, just playing. I mean, we, we kind of ended the year, and, you know, that was my fifth year in the league, and, and we had made it to the finals my first four leagues, and, and so not making it even past the first round of the playoffs for us was, was tough, right? I mean, that's that's something I hadn't experienced before. So I think that that hunger is definitely there. Um, it's been a long off season from box across and, and just ready to go back and play. Would you say that, you know, with the expansion draft that happened in the NLL last year, where a lot of your guys were spread out, especially to uh, the San Diego seals, you kind of lost a little bit of the camaraderie that was in that locker room. And it was just kind of leveling things out, knowing that a lot of your guys that you did go to battle with for those four straight championship appearances, and winning three of them were no longer in the locker room? Yeah, I mean, it, it happens. And again, we're, we were a bit of a younger group. We had more new faces than we were used to definitely last year. Um, we also didn't have Ryan Dilks and Jeff Cornwall playing for us because they were, they were firefighters, so they had to do their probation year. So we'll be getting them back. That'll be helpful for us. Um, but again, like we lose a couple guys again in expansion this year. We lost Niter anyway. Um so, you know, that's a big piece for us. So there's still going to be new faces. There's going to be, you know, other wrinkles for us on the offensive end, and we haven't had that for a while. So it's definitely going to be different again this year. And like you brought up, losing in that in that first round of the playoffs, uh, did that kind of leave a bitter taste in your guys' mouth to come out this season more, you know, prepared and, and more ready to, to go after it and, you know, pay attention to more detail than you did last season? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that that's a pretty big wake-up call for us. I mean, we haven't got our group together yet. We start um, beginning in November. Um, but I think we're going to see see some hungry faces when we get there, that's for sure. And, you know, the the NLL expanded uh, even more this offseason. It didn't affect the Western Conference, but what are your thoughts on, you know, two more teams being added to this league, a, a new division being added, uh, just the, the overall growth of the game in, in the NLL as well? Yeah, I mean it's great. It's it's really good to see you know some some owners get behind the league and, and take a leap of faith. And um, again, there's just so much talent out there, especially with the with the U.S. guys coming in and and uh, starting to play some more box across. It's it's just great to see you know teams like New York come into the league and Halifax. And I think it's just I mean nothing but good things can come from it. Now the Western Conference wasn't touched uh, from expansion, but. It's definitely one of the toughest, if not the toughest division, I'd say, uh, in the entire league. Looking at you know a, a younger San Diego team, they lose Dan Dawson. He goes to Toronto, but they have guys like Austin Stotts. They have a Jules Henningberg that's going to play a bigger role for them. You look at Colorado, that's you know an up and coming young team. Vancouver gets a bunch of guys in free agency, and they're you know on the rise. And then obviously the defending champs in Calgary are in your division as well. Uh, this Western Conference looks like it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we wouldn't have it any other way. You want to be playing the best teams. I think that's how, you know, that's how you you get better as a team and you grow as a group by doing that. So um, it's going to be a tough conference. I mean, that San Diego team they picked up Westberg too. They're going to be, you know, they're going to be really good. Um, so I think it's going to be a battle all year between those teams. And then, you know, San Diego rumored to uh, be playing an outdoor uh, box lacrosse game. I've asked our previous guests, Mitch Jones and uh, Curtis Dixon, about that. How would you yeah. feel if uh, you guys were involved in that game? <laughs> an outdoor game? I'm all for it. I mean, 
I, I hope it's it's a day that it's not raining, but I don't know if San Diego <laughs> gets too many of those days. So as long as the sun's shining, I wouldn't mind at all. Yeah, it's definitely a different you know concept. You know, we always see they're practicing outdoors, so uh, I think adding the outdoor element would be definitely a a fun twist, but a, a different twist for this league. For sure, yeah, it kind of reminds me of like a winter classic kind of thing that mm-hmm. they have going on in the NHL. It'd be really cool. Definitely. Uh, you know, looking at this rush team, though, kind of, you know, solidifying this roster a little bit more, um, you know, what's it like playing for, for your head coach and, and the vibes that this Saskatchewan rush team has? Because a lot of people compare, you know, you guys getting to four straight championship games, winning three. A lot of people say you guys are like the New England Patriots of the NLL. You guys <laughs> have won championships. You've, you've got that consistency. What's it like in that locker room and playing for your head coach? Yeah, I mean... Derek, I mean, he's he's one of the best coaches I've ever played for. He's just such a calm, collected guy, and he's just he's just a true leader. Like he he definitely surrounds himself with, with smart guys, and um, but he he just you know he knows how to how to treat his players. He knows how to get everyone fired up. He knows how to make sure we're ready for every game. Um, nothing but good things to say about him in that locker room too. I mean, it's just that group of guys is like a family, and you know everyone kind of embraces that. Um, it's just it's such a big you know an underrated thing in in sports and it's something that that uh that rush team and we've had for quite a few years and i think it's a big reason for our success definitely and you know when uh when we first met back in new york in june during the pll season i asked you what it was like playing with tom schreiber and you know you had nothing but great things to say about tom and during the the nll season you get to play alongside mark matthews what's that like for you (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Mark, Mark and I have been good friends for a while now, and he's obviously a great player. Um, he's a really fun guy to play with. He's kind of unique in that he's, you know, he's a superstar in this league, and he, he does, you know, he's the biggest name on our team. He's he's probably our best offensive player, and, you know, he's just such a humble guy, and he just wants to go out and win, and he doesn't care if he goes out and gets, you know, five goals or if he goes out and gets zero goals or whatever it is. He just genuinely wants to win, and he's – I think that can be unique for a guy like him. You know, he doesn't get frustrated when, you know, he goes zero and zero and our team wins. Um, And being a superstar and having your name out there, that that's pretty unique in my opinion. Definitely. And uh, a bunch of them are in Georgia, but what's it like playing with one of the Thompson brothers and Jeremy Thompson? (laughs) Jeremy's Jeremy's amazing. He's such a fun guy to be around. He's, he's always smiling. He's laughing. He's having fun. Um, I don't know his brothers too well, but I've heard of like fantastic things about them too. So um, it, it's great. I'm glad he's sticking with us. And you know, is Jer- would Jeremy be the guy that kind of keeps the locker room a little bit light? Like you said, he's always smiling and uh, you know keeping things loose. Who's kind of you know the jokester in the locker room, either pregame or during practice, to uh, make sure you guys are still light on your feet, even though you want to be dialed in and focused. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Ryan Dilk does a pretty good job of that. He's got a good balance of, of making everyone laugh, having fun, and then focusing when it's time to focus. Um, Adrian Sorchetti is not on our team anymore. He was he was a goofy guy. He was fun to have around too. I'm sure he's doing that over in San Diego now. Yeah, I mean, you, you always need that guy uh, to just keep things loose and keep things light. You know, when each and every week you want to be dialed in and locked in against your opponent, but you also want to be able to have fun with it. Yeah, no, there's there's definitely a balance there, and you, you need that balance, and you need guys that are going to die in if you're a little too loose, and you need some guys who are going to loosen it up if you're a little too 
too edgy and too many nerves. And uh, in the NLL, they say goalies are like gold, and you guys seem <laughs> to just have a plethora of goalkeeping in Saskatchewan. How much of a, a bonus is that for you, knowing that you guys could literally put anybody in net and they're going to perform you know, at the peak level for a, a box lacrosse goalie? Yeah, I mean, we're lucky to have that, especially with the, you know, I think with the expansion, that's been kind of the, the toughest part for, you know, new players is goalies who haven't had a uh, starting role in the NLL have had to jump in there in Saskatchewan. I think we're pretty lucky. We got, I mean, Kirky and Shooter are, are both, could be starting goalies, and uh, um, just having that confidence in them is huge for sure. And then on top of that, you guys also drafted a goalie, so it's just like a, a never-ending pipeline for you guys. <laughs> to be able to just have, you know, some of the best goaltending in the league. Yeah, and I mean, you need it to win championships. There's no question about that. And, you know, we talked about just the the overall level of competition in this Western Conference. Um, would you say there's a team that you guys have a, a full-blown rivalry with, uh, or is it just, you know, flat-out Western Conference, we're going toe-to-toe with you because we want to win this division? Um. You know what? For us as as players, I think that you know it, every game for us is you kind of look at it game by game. I don't know that there's a huge rivalry. If I had to pick one, I would say Calgary. Um, in terms of our fans and and you know just our location, it's definitely Calgary. I mean, and now that they're the defending champs, they kind of you know knocked us off our pedestal a bit there. So um those games are going to be fun and i know our fans really get up for those ones and we travel pretty well to calgary the saskatchewan fans generally get a bus and they'll ship a few hundred people down there which is really cool now you guys have some of the most interesting and crazed fans (laughs) in this league what's it like playing in that home arena for you guys with the fans that are there night in and night out for your games they are just a, a crazy mob of fans, and I love watching it. You know, they are—they're so fun to just look in the stands and see how wild they get. You have a guy that dresses up like the Hulk. You've got a, a grandma <laughs> fan. Like your new in arena host is a tornado chaser. Like you guys are absolutely bonkers, and I yeah, love it. No, yeah, it, it's—I mean, it's amazing. It gives you chills, like when you're on the floor, and and it's just like the, the fans like really get behind you. That momentum is insane. Um, but it's loud in there. I mean, there's times when we're on offense, especially, and the crowd's trying to eliminate any communication for the other team's D. So they're screaming, and the music is pumping, and you can't. You got to literally scream right in someone's ear for them to hear. So it's uh, it's a pretty cool experience. I mean, there's nothing like it for sure. And I don't think I've ever played an arena that loud. Now to have your in arena host as a tornado chaser, <laughs> I just got to get your thoughts. You know. How crazy, one, does he have to be to be going and chasing tornadoes? Two, he's got one hell of a beefy monster truck. Um, but just adding that element to your guys' you know, experience for the fans and, and just what you guys provide as a product on the floor in Saskatchewan, how cool is that to have somebody of his stature uh, tied to the rush? It's cool. I mean, that's a testament to Bruce and, and our ownership, just getting someone like that. I mean, they – they appreciate and understand how loyal our fans are. And, you know, he wants to go out there and put the absolute best product and in-game show on for them. And, and getting a guy of that caliber is going to be huge. I, uh, I can't wait to meet him. I'm sure he's a really fun guy. Yeah, from all of his tweets and just everything that uh, the Rush Twitter account has been putting out about him, I am super intrigued to see what he's able to, uh, to, <laughs> to do to enhance the experience in that arena that is already absolutely insane. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure... That- 
I'm pretty sure he's actually from Saskatchewan. Yeah. He's been to a game or two. And, and anyway, so I'm hoping I'm hoping he likes the cross and he gets behind it. I'm sure he will. And it's, it's going to be cool to watch that for sure. For sure. And, uh, you know, looking at this team, uh, you know, going into this season, what are what are some, you know, personal goals that you have set uh, for yourself coming into, you know, your sixth year in the in the NLL? Uh, I don't, I tend not to, to go in there with personal goals in terms of, you know, X amount of goals, X amount of assists. I just don't think it's, it's about that. Um, I mean, we want home playoff games. We want home field advantage. Like we've talked about our fans. Um, that's big for us. So I think just in the regular season, it's about getting those home playoff games and then obviously winning the championship at the, at the end of the year. There's, there's no reason for us to, you know, try to do better than last year. I think we have a team that we can win with. So got to win. Do you think this team's going to be a little bit more fluid than they were last? Than you guys were last year, knowing that um, you know not a lot of guys were, were taking an expansion, and a lot of guys kind of stuck around. Um, you know, whether it was for for other obligations, they weren't there last year, like we had mentioned before. Uh, do you think this team's chemistry is going to be a, a bit boosted this season? Yeah, I mean, again, we I think one of the teams took Jeff Cornwall and. and Derek King was able to trade back for Jeff, so that's big for us. So we only lost Niter the, in the expansion, and that's going to hurt us. I mean, we're, our, our offense might look a little bit different. We might have to go with three rights instead of four rights that we normally do. Um, but definitely, I mean, we get two of our, our best defenders back, and that's going to be huge for us. So I, I'm hoping we can uh, we can improve from last year. And for you guys to still be a, a pretty young team, too, and to have two first-round picks this year to just continue to add talent, uh, to this roster, how big was that in your opinion to be able to have multiple first round picks to just continue feeding uh, to this talent pool that the Saskatchewan Rush franchise has? It's big. I mean, you got to keep doing that. If you if you kind of you know sell your sell your picks and you don't have those guys coming in that are going to help out, you know, and in, into the future, it hurts. And I mean, those guys are going to learn from. Those younger guys are going to learn from guys like Kyle Rubish and Chris Corbeil and Ryan Dilks, Brett Mitski, you know. So I think for them as well, like getting to play with those guys at the start of their career is just going to help them so much down the road with the rush. Now you're uh, you joined the Penn Lacrosse uh, coaching staff. Tell me a little bit about that and what went into that decision for you to get involved there. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm buddies with Kevin Crowley, and he was kind of poking at me and asking if I want to get involved with box lacrosse in the area and. I mean, I, I, it's something I've wanted to do since I moved here. I just think having having guys who know the game and, and are able to go out and coach is going to be big for, you know, U.S. box lacrosse. And I love helping out there. I want to give back. So um, Crowley was, was talking to me about it. I wasn't able to make the dates in October, but in the, I'm going to start out in November with them. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be uh, one hell of a time. You and you and Kevin Crowley is just a party in itself. So uh, <laughs> yeah, looking forward. It should be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun there. And speaking of Kevin Crowley, the the rush come to Philadelphia this year. Where last year the Wings went out to uh, Saskatchewan. What are you most looking forward to? Uh, you know, playing against the Wings at the Wells Fargo Center, knowing that you know you're living in Philadelphia now. You went to Drexel, uh, being able to play a game in Philadelphia. Oh uh, yeah, I mean I'm excited. I got. Lots of friends here. Um, have some family that'll probably come out to the game, so it, it's going to be really cool. I mean, we played one PLL game here, and just the amount of support and the amount of people that came out was awesome. So, I've watched a lot of games in Wells Fargo, whether it's the Flyers or you know the Wings back when I was in college. So it'll be fun to actually get a chance to play there. Yeah, now you're going to be able to take in all the renovations that have gone on uh, <laughs> in that stadium, which are absolutely stupid. 
uh, with everything yeah. that they've been able to put into that stadium and, you know, us being able to cover the wings directly. We're looking forward to that as well. But, um, you know, what should Rush fans be looking, you know, at with this team and, you know, the state that this team is in knowing that you guys are still full-blown being able to compete to, to win the Western Conference and, you know, make a, a deep playoff push and kind of show that, that the 2018-2019 season was a bit of an anomaly. Yeah, I mean, I think that you're going to hear, you know, people start talking about the rush and we're aging and this and that, and, you know, maybe the dynasty's coming to an end. But, I, again, I just think that, that we have too many talented players and too much heart in that locker room to let that happen. So I think they're going to see a hungrier team. I think they're going to see a team that's going to compete for a title for sure. One big thing this season, too, is uh, there's no lockout. How big is that going to be for you guys, knowing that the first two weeks of the season are not canceled, you guys get an actual training camp uh, to get started for this season? Yeah, I mean, that was – it's never something anyone, I, I think, looks forward to. It's, it's the business of the sport, and things like that happen. Um, but, again, I don't think the players are were excited about it. I don't think the owners or anyone was – you know, happy about that whole situation. So that's out of our minds. It's kind of just we can focus on the cross, and uh, I think everyone is excited about that. Definitely, and as this league continues to grow, I don't think the Saskatchewan Rush are going anywhere. Ben McIntosh, <laughs> the floor is yours. Give a little message to Rush Nation uh, from you and, and the team to uh, kind of get everybody ready for the season. Yeah, no, I just want to just thank all the fans. I mean, it, the support over the past four years has been amazing. Uh we can't wait to get back out there, and we're looking forward to the season. It's going to be a blast, man. And uh, when you guys play in Philly, we'll definitely have to meet up. And since you're living in Philly, we'll definitely have to uh, you know, set something up in person and uh, hang out with Ben McIntosh. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Ben's the man. Ben is the man. You know, I've never met a guy named Ben that I didn't like. It's just a yeah. statistic that I just came up with in my mind, you know? Uh, uh, I have a friend named Ben. His, I call him Bam Bam. He's a cool guy. Uh, beyond that, I think Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin, a great guy. Uh, ben Affleck, oh, a great. Not great a great guy. Batman. Great director. Great director. Oh, Goodwill Hunting, one of the best movies of all time. Obviously, can't. Uh, ben, uh, you're a new Sixers fan. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Ben, uh, what? Uncle Ben from Spider Man. Uh, Uncle Ben Rice. Ben Rice, fantastic. Uh, ben Whitaker from that movie, The Intern, with uh, uh, the who, not Robin Williams. Uh, what's his name? Why I know what you're talking about. No, see, this is gonna bother me. We have to Robert De Niro. Uh, f- freak, I don't know why that one came to mind. Ben from Fever Pitch, uh, great guy. I mean, I'm okay. Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button. Uh, Ben. Ben and Jerry. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Think about all these amazing Bens out there. I mean, and Ben McIntosh, and Ben McIntosh. You guys just all went what a into legend. this freaking pool of people. What an interview! I mean, he really just took us into the freaking mind of of Ben McIntosh and gave us a little bit of a preview here. Stoked to be playing Philly. Yeah, I mean Philly. It's dude. I think that we're going to have some of the coolest post game shows we have ever had with dudes in Philly. I mean, yep. we got to get Ben over to Xfinity Live. We got to hang out with Ben, knowing Maybe that he's in philly you know full time i say after every home game we have a little bit of a crossfire between whoever the guys on the roster that come to town want to just call out so i mean obviously we're going to see a whole lot of chef rambo kevin crowley these guys these faces of the team blaze we're going to see you know chris collins yeah i mean all these guys you know when some guys come to town 
obviously Ben living in Philly. He's got to be here. He's going to host. We him. talked to to Mitch Jones last week. He's right. going to come through with Logan. Uh, you know, our boy Brett Manny lives in Philly. He's yeah, got to come through. We got to get all these round table, round table, not rable, round table crossfires at Xfinity Live going after these games. Go I mean, down. those are going to be the best podcasts you guys ever get. Losing but, um, team goes on the bull. That's what I say. I say that we get a, we do a coin toss. So it's going to be fair, it's, fair. Did you ever take like a speech and debate class in high school? It's going to yeah. be like a debate, like snake style. So one guy gets one argument, next guy gets the next argument. But instead of like arguing, we could just have a friendly conversation about the lacrosse game that they just played and the uh, future of the NLL and maybe just shoot the shit a little, find out it's gotta like, go down. who their favorite Ben is. Uh, let's take a look at this rush schedule. They kick things off opening weekend in November, November 29th. They, uh, they they look for some revenge in Colorado, taking on the Mammoth. Do they win this one? Um, week one against the Mammoth, uh, guys. Just so you know, I know you can't see this. I just took a stand up. I had to stand up, you know, shake out the legs because this is about to get heated. Uh, Mammoth, no, they lose this game. Sorry, guys. All right, so that is Owen. God, I am about to get chirped so hard Hardcore. on Twitter. Shout out Sask Rushman. I'm accepting it all though. Uh, and Mark Peterson. So that's back-to-back seasons that you have the rush starting 0-1. Yep. On the road, no mm-hmm. less. Uh, then they come back home to take on the New England Black Wolves. I think they get their revenge there and they get a win. Okay. So the Black Wolves obviously making a ton of moves this offseason. They're bolstered up. They signed Brett Manny to that big new contract. I think that they win this game. I think that the Rush are going to feel the energy of their barn, and they're just going to take it all and run with it. So one and one, one to and one. start the yep. season. Then they get a bye week before heading to New York to open up the inaugural season for the Riptide uh, for their first home game. I think the Rush win this one, though. Really? See, I think the Riptide might win this. Dude, you've never played at the freaking Coliseum. What, I've been at, to the Coliseum. Dude, never the Coliseum is an environment unlike anything else. And I think that nobody, not even the Saskatchewan Rush, can meet the energy that's going to be coming that game. So Herm's got them one and two. I've got them two and one. Then uh, to start the new year, January 12th, the Rush come back. And they are in San Diego, potentially for that outdoor game. Maybe. Uh at the Seals, I think the Rush lose this game. See, I think they win this game. I, I'm not high on San Diego. Never have been, never will be. Sorry, Brody Merrill. Sorry, Diggs. Like, it's just where I stand with the team, and I think that it's not their time yet. So two and two for both of us. Mm-hmm. Then they uh, they get Colorado in Saskatchewan on January 18th. Uh, I think Saskatchewan wins this one as well and improve to three and two. Um, I think that I can get with that. I like that call. Three and two across the board. Yep. And then Saskatchewan gets a bit of a break, does not come back until February 8th with that same matchup. Colorado coming back to Saskatchewan. And I think that they win it again. I agree. Four and two is the record there. Uh, then they get another, uh, you know, Tough opponent, I'd say. On the road. On the road. Halifax Thunderbird, Halifax. Also known as the Rochester Nighthawks of 2018. And I think that they have a freak ton of talent. I mean, Kyle Jackson's been just freaking... He just got married. One thing we didn't mention. Shout out to the newlyweds. No, we definitely shouted them out. Before they got married. Oh, did we? We, okay. we haven't well, recorded Congratulations. Six. So, I mean... Shout out to the Jacksons. W- w- Halifax gets the win, though. 
Uh, so that puts them at f- four and three. Four and three, I think. Moving on, February 22nd, Ben McIntosh and those rush, they come to Philadelphia to take on our wings. Mm, this could be tough, guys. I think that the wings pull this one out, though. Because, I agree. Because, you know, the rush struggle struggle on the road a bit. And so I think that the wings. Four. I also think that the wings are going to go on this crazy run this season and only lose like two games. So, I mean, wait for that preview show because it is going to be a freaking hoot. Now, on the leap year day, so rush at four and four now, heading into February 29th. You know what they say about leap year? Brings luck. So I think that Toronto, Tom Schreiber, and The Rock head to the Rush to take on Ben McIntosh, Archer's teammates. I think the Rush win this one. Do ya? Rush I, win this one and mm, start a little bit of a run. This could be tough. This could be tough. Um, mainly because I want to disagree with you. I'm going to take The Rock here. <laughs> so uh, these I, these aren't even our picks. They're not even set in stone. So yeah, five and four, four yeah, and I'm five. Taking The Rock. Then uh, March seventh. Vancouver heads to Saskatchewan, and I think Saskatchewan wins again. Um, no, Vancouver's too stacked this year. Just had a couple of our homies on last week. You know, I think that they're ready to get after it. A little bit more than the Saskatchewan rush. So that's two in a row for me where the rush win, and uh, you're going to hate me for this. Nope, don't do it. Don't say it. Rush are winning three in a row. No, they, they are not. March 13th, going to Calgary, the biggest rivalry. Rush continue their their rush of wins, and nope. uh, they take down the defending champs. Nope. Calgary's taking this win, and they're going to run with it, and they're going to just go on a run after that. March 20th, the Georgia Swarm head to Saskatchewan. Easy W for the Rush. And the Rush continue their stretch of wins four in a row here, in my opinion. Yep. I, I, uh, one in a row. March 28th though, is where the run ends. The Rush head out to Buffalo to take on the Bandits. I think the Bandits get a win in Banditland. You know, I think that the Rush actually pull out a win here, mainly because I think Buffalo is going to struggle this year. They're missing they're missing a huge part of that offense in Sean Evans, who they lost in expansion. So I think that'll be an interesting year for them. I don't think that Buffalo has as much success as they had last year. I think they're going to be still trick nasty you know i was in buffalo this weekend i drove right through horrible city just (laughs) would not live there yeah it's pretty cold it is nothing to do okay first of all let me just get started here it's freezing like if if you're gonna be cold at least pick a place where like the sights are enjoyable the people are like nice to you they like smile at you like toronto second of all everything in that freaking city is like cement colored like, who was the freaking artist or architect who put this place together? It looks like a straight-up sandbox. And, I mean, Buffalo. Buff a low. Buff a low. This is why the bandits don't follow us on Twitter. <laughs> You're bashing low, them. It's a low place, man. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I can't take Buffalo. Sorry. Starting off the April slate, Rochester heads to Saskatchewan. This will be interesting. Rush win. I agree. I think that Rochester is going to feel those growing pains this season. And uh, very similar to the Wings last year. It'll be close, but take the L. Now the the slew of games to end the season for Saskatchewan. San Diego heads to the rush. Loss. I think the rush win. I do too. Uh, that's what I meant. Loss for San Diego. Uh, and then April 17th. I will be begins there. Begins the home and home. I will be at both games. 
I think the Rush lose at Calgary, and they win on the 18th when they're at home against Calgary. Uh, I, the, I think Calgary wins both games. I have the Rush winning the season series right now. I have Calgary just winning every game against the Rush. See, I, I think the Rush get at least one. No, okay, I can I can see one. Maybe they win because I'm I'm there on the 18th. And then April 24th, the Rush finish on the road this year at Vancouver, and I think the Rush win. No, that's a Van, that's a Warriors dub in BC. So uh, tally up those wins and losses because I lost track. Yeah. So um, I have them losing more games than you have them losing. Fair so enough. that's that's where we're at now. I think the Rush are a no. They're gonna be a great. They're team. gonna be contending for the the division crown. They're gonna be they're gonna be a solid squad. I don't think that it'll be the season that they hope for as Rush fans. I mean, Rush fans are no, no joke, man. That's why I'm kind of afraid of like what my Twitter You're mentions get are attacked. Gonna, I, I'm kind of I'm kind You're of intimidated to as attacked. to what my Twitter mentions are gonna look like on Friday afternoon. You are you are what? the 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 end game scene. <laughs> you are Thanos, and the Avengers are gonna be coming after your ass. I mean, first of all, the, Avenger, the Avengers are American. The Saskatchewan Rush fans are not. They have the Hulk. They they have the Hulk, but like we have Captain. Am- well, I mean, Captain America technically plays on a Toronto. Toronto. So yeah, you're maybe screwed. I, you are uh, Thanos. The Hulk. Maybe I Grandma am. Rush. You've got a tornado watcher. I might be a little. I mean, we didn't even talk about that. The, the Toronto watcher might or tornado watcher might be the X factor for the Saskatchewan Rush team. You, you're in a load of trouble on Twitter. Just saying. No, okay. Before I, I want to preface this, like Mark Peterson, Skask Rush fan, all of you other Saskatchewan Hulk. I have a ton of Saskatchewan followers. Grandma like, Rush. I respect you all, and I respect the hell out of you. If you want to, the Rush in general, because you, they follow us. If you want to, if you guys want to chirp me, go for it, man. I, can't wait. I, I can accept it all. I, I I got thick skin. I'll probably chirp you right back, but don't if you chirp me, don't you dare get offended if I chirp you back because if you can dish it out, you better be able to take it. I can't wait. The Rush are making the playoffs. Mm, no. Mm. And they're going to fight for this division. It's going to be between them and the, the Roughnecks for the the divisional crown. I really think that Vancouver's going to be better, dude. I I well, I mean, I said last week that Vancouver's going to finish either second or third. And I think that but I think Colorado is going to be sniffing playoffs. I don't know. It's going to be tough. I think the division comes down to the Rush and Calgary, and that home and home is going to determine who wins the division. Um, I like this Rush team a lot. I think they're going to be a lot more, you know, fluid. They're going to be a lot more gelled now that you know they didn't lose a lot in expansion. The guys on this team are defined. They're adding a lot of talent through the draft. This team is going to be back where a lot of people expect them to be, and I think they make a, a pretty decent playoff run. I'm not saying they get to the championship game. But they're going to be better than they were last year. Yeah, no, better than last year, but not where they want to be. That's that's just where I'm at, and it, it's not a chirp. It's just it's just season predictions, guys. They could come out and win every freaking game of the year. I'll start picking them in my our little draft picks each week. They're it's not draft picks. What are they, like picks of the week? Picks of the week. We need to start like gambling as as a organization, like. Paycheck to paycheck, you know, I mean, just working off each other. I can't afford that. I Unless mean, somebody wants to pay off my student loans. Um, but Rush fans, I believe in you. Herm, not so much. 
It's okay. I mean, but it's still preseason. Also, so. I mean, if you guys want to make the trip out to Philly, I would love to have a nice, friendly conversation. Facts. First of all, Live. first of all, if any of you Rush fans are coming to the Wings game, please let us know because we'd love to uh, sign meet up with you and all that good stuff. So let us know. Tweet at us at OTB Laxpod. And that's all we got for you guys for this Rush season preview. Shout out to Ben McIntosh for hopping on the show this week. Now a confirmed hashtag friend of the show. Do we have um? Any other NLL news? I think that's everything. There hasn't been too much. It's been it's a little been, oh, quiet. Wait, wait, wait. I did see something, but it's slipping my mind. I think it had to do about Evo Shield expanding their their I into lacrosse, which is really important. I mean, it's cool stuff. We brought, we that, brought up that up last week. week. But um, yeah, it, it was. A, it's been a pretty quiet couple of weeks in the NLL. But the I mean, things, nice. are, things are about to just pop off and i'm so uh make sure make sure you guys are subscribed on the new feed on apple Podcasts. leave those five star ratings and reviews come out in more droves support the pod there let more people find it and let them know that uh it's on its own feed and you can also follow us on spotify google play uh we're working on getting on stitcher and we're on anchor we're on a whole bunch of different podcast platforms so wherever you get your podcasts we are on the tune in app uh so if you use tune in you can get us there uh, and then follow us on Twitter, like I said, at OTB Laxpod, at OTB Herm. Chirp the hell out of them. You nope. can follow me at KBIZZL311. Shout out to the AOL Instant Messenger. And we'll be back next week for you guys. Which platform do you listen on? I'm an Apple Podcast guy. Really? See, I'm a big Overcast guy. We are on Overcast now. We are also on Overcast, so if you guys use that as well as I do, hop on the Overcast. Big Apple Podcast guy. And um, in your five-star ratings and reviews, I want to hear about the food in Saskatchewan because, like, one of the most important pieces of going to every stadium is the food. I want to know what what's a delicacy of Saskatchewan in the stadium. And just, yeah, basically tell me what I'm going to be eating when I come. So uh, we'll be back next week with either the Colorado Mammoth or the San Diego Seals. It'll be a surprise. And uh, for you guys. It's going to be exciting. We're, we're close to wrapping up the West before we head up north. Because that's where we're going to go next. Is to our the, friends in Canada. The North Division. Well, we're already in Canada. And uh, tackle the Nighthawks, the Bandits, the Halifax Thunderbirds, and the Toronto Rock. So mm-hmm. this has been episode number 79 of the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Herm, I'm Kyle. We are signing off. Peace. <laughs>